everyone, I'm Eric. Welcome back to another episode of the SDR Game Podcast. And today we are doing a different style of episodes. Uh, so today will be a short and practical episode. And I'm super excited today because um, I have Landon Mayer founding SDRs at Anomalo to, to do this episode. And the topic of today is layoff. We are going to talk about layoff, how to land your next job, your next SDR job ASAP. So, Lender, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, Eric, I appreciate you uh, having me on here. I've listened to, I think, about majority of all the podcasts on the SDR game, and I love how tactical you get. And so I was a fan, and then uh, just uh, was excited to get on here and share this with the SDR community because I think getting laid off is a, uh, it's a punch in the gut, but you got to have blind faith that things happen for a reason. So I'm happy to share my experience. And I'm glad that we're going to, to talk about this today. So uh, just before we start uh, with uh, the tips you are going to share, can you just um, uh, tell to the audience what you do at Anomalo? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I joined uh, Anomalo about nine days ago as their founding SDR. Um, my goal is to own our inbound strategy um, and our outbound strategy when it comes to setting up appointments for our account executives. So I have three account executives. I'm the only SDR, I roll up to VP of marketing and I have a ABM marketing uh, lead who is taking a more thoughtful approach on how we, uh, how we uh, go after these large enterprise accounts. So I'm super excited that I've worked at five different companies and it's brought me to this experience because I've never felt more prepared to absolutely crush it. Let's start. So what um, three advice will you give to an SDR who have been laid off recently and what they can do right now to land their next job uh, ASAP? So my first advice is it, it's almost like, well, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. So it's one of those things that is, hey, like maybe take it from me that having some type of LinkedIn brand or audience um, is very crucial and it really helped me accelerate um, the time from being laid off to actually starting a new job. Um, so one, if you're posting on LinkedIn, keep doing it. If you're not posting on LinkedIn, I would say, you know, reach out to some folks that you admire on there, have some coffee chats, uh, just learn a little bit about it and start, you know, putting yourself out there because uh, building in public was the, was the way that I was able to land 125 interviews in my first uh, seven days of being on <laughs> unemployment and I didn't outbound one of them. Yeah, you didn't. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they were all they were all inbound. Um, and then this. So the uh, second tip I would say is, before you agree to meet with these companies to go through an interview process, do your due diligence. And so I would say research the company. And what I would do is, one, I decided I didn't want to go to a company that didn't have any GT reviews. You know, I wanted to go to a company that had customers and those customers liked the product or at least was willing to write about the product on G2. So one, check their G2. And while you're doing this, you're grabbing, you're seeing who's writing it. So you're starting to build up like, okay, I'm, I'm understanding who the personas are, what is the problem they're solving and you're taking notes and this is part of the process, right? So when you do speak to them, you feel like you, you have a little bit more knowledge. You can ask the right questions. Two is check Glassdoor. I wasn't gonna join a company that had under 4.4 stars on Glassdoor. Just wasn't gonna do it. Um, and 
Another thing is check Crunchbase. Um, I'm looking for their funding uh, details. When did they get their seed round? Did the seed round investor uh, reinvest in their Series A? Um, how much was their Series A? What's that valuation now? And then so when I get into these conversations, I can ask like, hey, how many customers do you have? What's the ACV? What's your churn rate? I wanna know if I'm joining a healthy company. That is my goal. I'm willing to take longer to find the right company. Um, and so that was, uh, that was huge in this one. And then also for my last one is bring your references in early and often. Um, I wanted to de-risk it for myself, but I also wanted to de-risk it for them. So after I decided after the first interview at Anomalo uh, with the VP of marketing that I wanted this opportunity, I could just tell, I brought in my reference from my previous job that I was just laid off at to speak on my you know soft skills and hard skills. And yes, he was laid off 40 days in, but this is why I hired him and he delivered. It was something that was out of his control. And so then that person doesn't have to ask me for my references later or do a backdoor reference because I just brought it to them. Uh, Follow-up question on Crunchbase. Just want to, to understand. So you mentioned that you are checking if the VC will, um, f f who did the pre-seed and then the Series A. Why uh, it's important for you to, to know that the, the same VC are investing in the company? Yeah, in, in my experience, whoever does your seed round uh, usually gets the first opportunity to give you the Series A. And I want to understand why didn't they go for Series A? What was it? Was it, you know, did, was it the, you know, sometimes it happens, but I'm, you don't necessarily need to ask that question, but this is something you want to know in your mind. You're like, okay, okay, okay. They, they did seed, then they reinvested for Series A or, you know, their lead investor is different. What was the process to get this lead investor? What did they like about the product? You just ask questions and show them that you're thinking like an SDR because this is how you would approach your job. I imagine that's what you did with Anomalo. Is there anything else also you checked for Anomalo before um, interview, accepting the first, first call with them? For Anomalo, I wanted to understand like the founders. Um, I want to know like, hey, is this their first rodeo? And if so, what's their experience? So uh, I looked at the founders and looked at they, you know, they were leadership at Instacart, they were leadership at LinkedIn, leadership at eBay, you know, there's a lot of these companies that know how to scale, how to grow, like how to talk to customers, how to give a good experience. You know, it's not just someone that was, you know, a, a product manager at a company and decided to go start uh, and be a CEO, founder. So I did, a, I did a lot of that research on that. Um, I listened to podcasts that they were on. So when I knew I had a conversation with them, I could bring those questions that I had from the podcast and ask them to show again, this is how I would prospect. Um, so everything I was doing in the front end was for a point to bring in the back end. Another thing that I did was um, I, I went back in my LinkedIn and grabbed all the messages that I've ever booked a meeting with on LinkedIn because it's my personal account, I have it. And I just screenshot and put them in a Google Doc. Um, I had voice recordings that were on the call of fame for Outplay. I pulled that over. I had uh, different emails that responses from my personas before that said, hey, this was the best email I've gotten. I don't reply to emails, but you got me. I put those in a Google Doc. So when, when the questions were asked with people, because I had eight interviews, right? So I wanted to be prepared like, hey, you're asking me how I would sell to technical people. Why don't I show you some of the meetings I booked at Orcado when I was selling to technical personas? Oh yeah, show me. And then I walked them through that and they're like, shit, okay. And so again, I'm de-risking it. I'm showing them I've done this before and um, this is how I approach it. Instead of just like answering it how I would do, I think it's always better if you can show. Point number one, it's posting on LinkedIn. Tip number one, posting on LinkedIn. Tip number two is uh, do your, uh, your due diligence. And then tips number three, what is it? Yeah, tips number three is uh, bring, bring in references early and often. Um, 
at the end of the day, they're going to check you on the back door probably. They're going to, you know, I've had a lot of people do that. But um, bring the people you've worked with that are in leadership positions that know your work ethic and have them speak on top of that. They just have to reach out on LinkedIn. Just be like, hey, can you reach out to this guy on LinkedIn? I did that. And then my old VP actually set up a 30-minute call and they did a 30-minute reference on it. And then he was like, dude, you got to join that company. That's a sick product. That's a great team. So now I've done two things. I've let them know that, you know, hey, this is my previous ma uh, manager that I just got laid off at. He gives me the thumbs up. Two, he just gave me the thumbs up to join your company. So now I feel better about accepting this. What one resource, resource um, SDR can use to lend their next role? Can be a, a podcast, a podcast episode, um, a an article you've read or something like that? Uh, PeerSignal.org is a free resource where you can actually, it's, it's built on Airtable. So you can... Uh, use filters and search for all the companies that are in growth mode that are hiring SDRs um, and and then you can outbound them because if you don't have a LinkedIn brand you're not gonna expect to get people that are reaching out to you to hire you maybe from your you know laid off post but let's say you don't so what are you gonna do well you're gonna have to outbound um, you could go apply to these places and just hope it's gonna happen but if you want to take your career in your hands go find the companies that are doing really well in funding, that are hiring in their growth and scaling up, um, haven't had any layoffs, you can check on layoffs.fyi and, and see if they have had layoffs. Um, and so yeah, peersignal.org. Yeah, also you can check on, but you can have a, a free account on Cessna for 30 days and you can check also if uh, they uh, had a layoff in the past two years or so, you can see that. Oh, cool, yeah, I didn't know that, that's, that's awesome. So yeah. Uh, that's what I'm currently doing, actually. <laughs> so, oh, nice! Yeah. Uh, I love it. And last question: uh, We we talk about uh, tips uh, for that they, they should do right now, uh, as they should do. But now, what uh, advice should they ignore uh, during um, their research? I would say advice I ignored was I didn't I didn't go after large companies. Like I don't think that is safe bet anymore. Just because it's a large company doesn't mean they're not going to have layoffs or it might mean they're more prone to have layoffs because they've taken more money. They have, they've taken money in 2020 or 2021 where the valuations were really high um, and now they're not you know, showing up with the, the actual results. And if you have a big team of SDRs, they're pretty expensive. So like look at Twilio, look at Sixth Sense. They let go of over 40 SDRs and they're large companies. So. Um, I, I would I would uh, say go after the company that's that has a product that's solving a serious problem, and they have customers that are speaking highly of them. For the products, and just we we finish on that. So, what do you recommend? How, because you you are talking about what you are looking for. So, how how NSDR can uh, go after a company with a good product? So for me, I wanted to be kind of in the data space because I knew like that's only going to get stronger. Um, so once I saw the product, I, I went to my LinkedIn and I typed in data engineers that I'm connected with and connected with them, sent them the demo, asked them for quick feedback on this product before I accepted. Would this be something you would use? Is this solving a big enough problem? Can you build this in-house? What's the status quo? And I got a lot of positive feedback saying, wow, um, right now you can only do rule-based monitoring on your data where on your data tables in your data warehouse this is unsupervised so it's able to detect the anomalies without someone actually having to go look for it this can save a lot of manpower and allow for your company to make better decisions with your data this is a slick product 
and no one's selling into the enterprise with this product. So uh, you can have a lot of success with this. So that was one way. The other way is I, I reached out to BDRs at, for the competitors. Um, so no one was selling into enterprise, but there was a competitor selling into mid-market, same space, same you know personas. I just reached out to him, we were connected. I said, hey, what do you think about this space? How do you like selling into it? Or what, what's the feedback you're getting from your customer, your potential prospects? He's like, I love it, dude. I'm challenged every day and this is a product that's solving a serious problem. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what I did. I reached out to my people on LinkedIn and asked them what they thought. And I also um, reached out to VP of marketing at one company and he was able to run a SEMrush and look at their SEO and, and uh, organic search and it was low and it was low and I was able to ask those questions. It was like, yeah, we know about this. Like we got big plans coming up. Boom, happy about it. I just wanted to know if you knew about it, if this is something that's getting attention. Cause at the end of the day we are a series A, so we can't just expect to have everything be perfect. Yeah. But do they, are they aware? And that's what I was looking at. And that's like high EQ as a leader of VP of marketing that they're aware and I, I'm bought into that. So those were things that I did. Thanks for, for the tips you, you gave us today. Um, just before we finish the, the interview, the conversation, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? Really try to find a company that has at least 20 paying customers or at least 1 million in ARR. Um, right now, anything below that, it's just risky. It's a, it's a very risky move. And be like, ask good questions in your interview. A lot of things I've noticed from a lot of the companies I interviewed is they were looking for me to be like the silver bullet to like fix their problems, all of their problems. They wanted to pivot to a new market. They wanted to pivot to a new product. And then you ask these questions, why? Was the, the original product not working or did you not get the success you were seeing? You know, oh, we just noticed we had a lot of people churn from it. Like that should be like a red flag run for the hills. There's products out there right now and people that are building these products that deserve to be in this market and deserve to go and you know have a disruptive story to tell go find those companies and then th thank you so much for, for your time and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of course brother